0: Hey theater people, Patrick here. Before we get to our interview with Laura, we're going to make good on a Kickstarter reward. This one is a fully produced commercial. Here we go! When you think of Sheboygan, Wisconsin, you might think, freshwater surfing capital of the world. Or, is that what John Candy said in Home Alone? Or, go home, Wisconsin, you're drunk, naming a city Sheboygan. What you probably don't know is that Sheboygan has a booming theater and performing arts scene. And Roll Call, that's R-O-L-E, is the podcast that highlights all the amazing theater happening in and around Sheboygan all year long. Beyond that, Roll Call is a podcast for anyone who loves theater but doesn't live in a big city. Join hosts Maria Grebo and Kurt Graves as they discuss the ins and outs and ups and downs of community theater, touring shows regional theater in the Midwest and Chicago, and the occasional trips to the Great White Way. If you long for 42nd Street but live next to a hayfield, if you see more heifers than hoofers, if your 11 o'clock number starts at 10 o'clock Central Time, then you'll love Roll Call Podcast. Subscribe to Roll Call, that's R-O-L-E, on iTunes or the Stitcher Radio app. And by the way, the music you're hearing is written and performed by Maria's husband. Isn't it badass? Check them out, you guys. Hello, fellow theater people. Welcome to the Theater People Podcast. I'm Patrick Hines, your host.
1: Hello! Everybody.
2: My name is Gypsy
1: Rose Lay. What's yours? I'm keeping this
0: intro super brief Mostly because today's guest, Tony winner Laura Benanti Needs no introduction But also because she's brilliant and hilarious And I couldn't bring myself to edit out a single word she had to say You loved her in The Sound of Music Swing, Tony nomination Into the Woods, Tony nomination Nine, Gypsy, Tony win Women on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown I really, really loved her in that Tony nomination And on the zillion TV shows on which she has guest starred this interview is part one of our interview with her. Part two will be out in two weeks, so let's get to it. Ladies and gentlemen, my lavender wife, Laura Bonanti. Okay, so I'm literally having an out-of-body experience. <laughs> Laura Benanti! Hi. Hi. Welcome to the Theater People Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. I'm going to be in my woman voice most of this interview. That's how I get when I'm really excited. Oh my gosh,
2: me too. Oh my, God. That's coming that's to be my woman voice as well. We have so much in common. We do. Already. It's like we're twins. Yeah,
0: twinsies. Um, can I start by telling you a really creepy story? Yeah. Okay. So about a year ago, our mutual friend Robbie Roselle. Love him so much. Yes, the, the best. We met to strategize as to the best way to approach you to be on the podcast. Are you serious? Yes. Yeah. I was like, how? What do we? How do? What do we do? So the plan was to meet in um, Worldwide Plaza for, like, outdoor margaritas, of course. We're going to, like, plan but drink at the same time. Right, right, right.
1: Okay, great. Um,
0: And we get there. It's me and my husband, our baby. (sighs) Yeah, downpour. Downpour. Oh, no. Like, the minute we get there, total <gasps> downpour. So, we're like, she oh. So, you left
2: the baby there and yeah, got we, inside. we left on the baby and yeah, yeah, got, yeah, okay. like,
0: margaritas, went inside. Right. Um, so, we were like, okay, this is not going to happen today. We just got to go home. The baby was six months. We are like, we got to get <gasps> How out How old here. is your baby now? Uh, Fifteen months. She's going to meet you. They're oh coming go- to meet you. Yes. Yeah, are yeah, you yeah. serious? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm, I'm so going to so steal your baby. <laughs> 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 um, so, okay, we go. We get on the subway. We're so annoyed. We're going home. Like, two stops later, boing, boing, onto the subway walks Laura <gasps> And I didn't see you. And my husband, like, taps me on the shoulder and then pointed at you. And as I was about to lunge, my husband grabbed me, literally <laughs> by my hair, and he says, don't you dare talk to her. Oh, no. Yeah. Why?
2: Did I have my resting bitch face on? No, but you oh, okay.
0: were definitely, like, phone, gays, don't talk to me. Got it. Like, but it was, it was, like, we were having a meeting. It's so
2: crazy. I, That's a god wink.
0: I know. Well, I, do, I, like, snapped a creepy picture. I was, like, I you did. Do you no, have it? I I, ha- I do have I'm going to show it to you. Before. Okay, Rover. yeah, great. I had to because I was like, no one's gonna believe this. And I texted it to Robbie as soon as we got signal. I'm like, this is happening right that's now. That's so weird. Yeah. You
2: should tweet that photo w- when to, this goes out. I'm going to. Okay, I'm great. Going, and
0: you look beautiful in it as okay, always, thank you. Because you can't help it, you always look beautiful.
2: Oh, that's not true, but thank you. You're welcome. Um, hi. hi. It's so nice to meet you. It's so you. nice to meet you. I'm so glad that this is happening. And I I you know, you totally could have talked to me on that train. I actually really like when people talk to me. Do you
0: really? Because <laughs> yeah. people are gonna hear you say that now they're gonna talk to you on the subway. No, Do you but mean it?
2: I actually do What's mean a it. signal?
0: Just to tell people what your signal is if, if you're having a day when you don't want to be spoken to well, on the train. Well,
2: like, what am I going to do? Walk around all day just like doing some
0: weird signal? words <laughs> like, when I blink five times. <laughs> wear a patch over your eye like yeah. a pirate. That Good means call. don't talk that,
2: to me. Yeah, that just says don't talk <laughs> yes, to me on it. Exactly. Um, no, I don't mind because everybody who says something to me is like so nice. I mean, I can't yeah. imagine being such a famous person that you like can't walk down the street or like be at a restaurant. Yeah. But for me, the few people who come up to me a, you know day or a week depending on if I'm on TV or not yes. is so nice you I know? do
0: think part of it is that you're so funny you're well, thank so you.
2: funny I really appreciate how'd that how'd you get that way my mother really my mom Linda is a very very funny does woman does Linda have a Twitter account she does, but she doesn't really tweet. She just trolls me. Like, sometimes I'll be like, I see you, Linda, because she's favorite. It's like, Linda Benanti is favorite. It's 77 of your tweets.
0: That's like my mom, like, every once a month on Facebook, I'll get, like, you have 97 new comments, and they're yeah, all, like, on the mother. baby pictures. Yeah, from my yeah, mom. Yeah, totally. Yeah.
2: But my mom, so recently I sang for this Catholic Charities event, and I was saying to my mom, I was like, yeah, the priest was, like, kissing me a lot. And she was like, imagine if you were a little boy.
0: <laughs> I was like, oh my God, Linda! No! <laughs> tweet that. Oh, Linda, I just lo- I love Linda. She's so funny. Coming up next week on Theater People, Linda Benanti. Oh my God,
2: you should have Linda Benanti. she should be amazing. Oh, we I should do it together.
0: Should... Will you come back For a Mother's Day mother...
2: special. Will you come back yes. from a. I'm holding oh, you to you it, Laura me? Benanti. Listen, I don't say things that I don't, that I don't mean. Oh
0: my God. I... Get excited, you yeah. guys. We're That's shutting the podcast down until then. <laughs> She's great. Should we get down to business? Mm -hmm. Okay, the first thing that we have to talk about is the upcoming She Loves Me. Yes. Oh my goodness. I was reading about it last night, and it's so, this is particularly... Excuse me! <laughs> excuse me! Gluten free doesn't always work. Ooh, God, that was that was intense.
2: All three of us were like fart humor immediately. <laughs> Actually, my ed- I'm writing this book, and my editor Are just you? sent I just sent me a comment that said maybe less stories about pooping.
0: But only like one less. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's
2: like I pooped a lot as yeah. a kid. Sorry. When poop. I got nervous,
0: I pooped. When my baby wanted to change diaper, I always sing Everybody poops. I sing Sometimes. everybody poops too. See, why aren't we best friends? I, well, we are now. I think we are. So yeah, I agree. Besties forever. Hey. So, this production of She Loves yes. Me is so exciting because it's it's to commemorate the 50th anniversary of Roundabout. Yes. But it also was the very first show they ever did. The very first musical they ever did in
2: 1993. Really? I mean, I knew I,
0: that. <laughs> this happens sometimes when we have people on the show and I've researched the show that they're going to do in a year. And right. they're like, oh, okay, this happened with Andy Carl. He's like, what's On the 20th Century about?
1: <gasps> yeah, he said that? Oh, of, my God. So that's sweet. hilarious. Yeah.
0: Um, so, but it's being directed by Scott Ellis, who yes. directed the production in 93. Yes. And it was nominated with for, like, can- yeah, with for 10 Tony Award it was like a big thing yeah and you're doing it
2: yeah we're just gonna do the same exact production (laughs) one Um, day of rehearsal (laughs) yeah one day I'm just gonna watch a video (laughs) and do whatever she did and hopefully it'll work out great you're nailing it Listen, I know what I know what I'm doing.
1: Um <laughs> that's no, called technique.
2: Exactly. I'm very excited about it. I think it's gonna be amazing. Josh Radner is in it and yes. I don't know if they've announced the other people who are in it yet. So I don't wanna do be you the know? I do. Okay. Yeah, well, I don't I, wanna, I, yeah, I don't, I don't wanna be I'll tell you later, but okay. I don't wanna be the one to like spill the beans. Totally. Um but I'm very excited about it. What them. made
0: you is this a role you've always wanted to do?
2: You know, for me there's so few like true soprano roles that yeah. are interesting where you're not just like, I'm so scared.
1: Yeah.
0: You know? <laughs>
2: (laughs) and then she fainted
0: (laughs) and was rescued by a man exactly
2: so to that excites me um yeah I've always wanted to play this role actually Robbie Roselle was the person I was like what musical should I do other than obviously my fair lady you ask Robbie
0: for like career advice oh all the time that guy
2: I do I'm always like give who would be great for this thing and he sends me a list of 20 million people
0: oh my god yeah for
2: years for like over 10 years um I think. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, I've always wanted to play this part just because there's not a whole lot for, you know, like, ladies who aren't, like, screlting it out every yeah. second. Yeah. Um, so he said, he was like, you have to do She Loves Me. And then I was like, Robbie, you're never going to believe it, but I just got offered She Loves Me. That yeah. is so
0: amazing. I know. Have you worked with Roundabout before?
2: I did, in, on 9.
0: Oh, of course, of course, of yeah. course. I love Roundabout. Me and I love too. Scott Ellis. I- we he were amazing. The Tonys were just the other night, and we were saying like they gotta give Scott Ellis a Tony at some point. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean?
2: They should give him a special Tony because I agree. he not he directed like seventy five percent of the shows that I were know. nominated. <laughs>
0: it's true, and he's the associate artistic director of Roundabout <laughs> yes. now, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. he's
2: amazing. I worked with him um, at the LA Opera doing a little night music. Oh, he directed that too. Yes, with Victor Garber oh. and yes. yeah, Judy Heiby. I mean, it was amazing.
0: Yeah, so that's it you're reuniting.
2: Yeah, and I feel so
0: good. <laughs> <laughs> um, one other thing I wanted to talk about. You you just hosted The Drama Desk. I did. How did that
2: go? It we went, we went well.
0: Did you love doing that?
2: You know, I the first time I did it, I think it was shot out of a cannon, and I felt like it went so well that I left there being like, I'm the funniest <laughs> lady in the world. And then, this year, I had this bit with the bunny, and it was just like a different group of people. There were a lot of, like, straight play people who were like, uh-huh. who's this asshole? <laughs> um, and I started out with, like, a joke about how, like, Wolf Hall is, like, too long, and I don't want to watch it. And I could feel all of them be like those of you at home making a very mad face i have my patch on that says don't talk to me (laughs) um so i felt like half of the audience was like yay we love you and the other half were like we don't want to be here move this along so i didn't feel like the bunny bit went as i thought they were gonna be like ripping the seats out It was gonna be so hilarious they definitely laughed um I didn't feel as good about, like, myself this year, but I actually thought the award show itself was so much better, so I feel like it counteracted it. But then when I, I watched, like, a, like all of my stuff from it, because yeah, I like to watch myself and I pick myself that. apart, and I was like, oh, that was a lot fin- funnier than I thought it was. It's a lot better than I thought it was. And I have to say, Helen Mirren, after she won... Um, passed by me, didn't say anything. And I was like, now I'm making a sad face. Um, and then I feel tap, tap, tap on my shoulder and I turn around and it's Helen effing Mirren. And I make that face. I'm like, and she's like, you're so wonderful. And I was like, tell me more about that. And she was like, you're so beautiful. You're so funny. It's so annoying is what she said. And then she goes, you should host the Tonys. And I was like, well, uh, I don't yeah I don't think that's going to happen and she was like I'm saying that you should host the Tonys and I was like Helen Mirren how do you feel about me showing up at the Tonys and being like I'm here to host Helen Mirren told me and she went please do and I was like yes and then she hugged me
0: did she write you a special like Tony Award hall pass dear, to dear
2: go- Tony Awards
0: <laughs> well I bring it up because they they were on that you know that cool on stage show yeah One? they were talking about you and Lin Manuel Miranda hosting like they are suggesting that you guys host next oh, year
2: I would love it I mean Lin's going to be busy like Conquering He's
0: the world. Something to do next yeah,
2: year. Yeah. Um. So, but listen, I would love that. I just, I don't think I'm famous enough. I mean, I can't. I feel like there's a lot of people online, and you know, who who tweet that I should be hosting, and that feels so nice. And mm-hmm. I kind of feel like if the Tony Awards haven't already listened, like
1: mm-hmm. they
2: might never. And yeah. I guess I'm just not famous enough do you
0: think
2: yeah I think I'm not famous enough
0: I just I think you are and I think you would be I always go back to that bit that you guys all did about the cancel TV shows oh my god that was the funniest thing that
2: was Neil that was Neil's idea he's so freaking smart I just love that guy so much he's he's a master at that craft and it is a true craft you can be an excellent actor and be a really really bad host it's funny
0: because we had Lynn on the show a while ago I don't know I am completely crazy obsessed with Lynn while we
2: a genius yeah. and also the nicest person know, in the whole I know. world. And real. He's so real. I know.
0: He's, he's the, that guy is just the best. I and agree. So he was talking about how, like, he would, he and Tommy Kale would sit back and, and, and like, write that closing rap yeah. as the show was happening. Yeah. And Neil would just come back and, and, and Lynn was like, yeah, we would just, like, play it for him on, like, a teleprompter. Yeah. We would point out what the downbeat was. Yep. and he could just do it. Yeah. And it's, that's a, that's a genius thing. It's
2: an improvisational skill that yeah. not everybody has. Not everybody's good at A being themselves. Totally. You know, and, and, and just like being quick on their feet. Yeah, yeah. I like how I stuttered on the word "quick" and being quick, 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 quick on their feet, like me, <laughs> who can barely say the word "quick."
0: You're, hey, I, <laughs> listen. You can say you cannot say anything you want here. It's a safe space. Um, okay, we well let's go back to the beginning. Okay, so okay, so we really have uh, paper mill to like thank for your yes like, paper
2: mill playhouse. Will you
0: tell will you will you tell them about that?
2: Yes. So when I so I grew up in a little town called Kinala, New Jersey. 89 kids in my graduating high school oh, class. Wow. Very very small. No arts program. Zero arts program. When I was at 14 years old, a freshman in high school, I played Golda in Fiddler on the Roof. <laughs> if that just tells you anything about yeah
1: yeah makes sense.
2: Um, it, yeah it was bad. And then our our Tevya got um, laryngitis. So I sang <laughs> off camera off camera. I sang <laughs> off stage into a microphone while he thought. So like Golda became (laughs) Golda became like the thoughts of Tevia. Like this is what's happening. And our town was like (laughs) Avant Garde. (laughs) It was amazing. But I took it so seriously. I like move I like moved into my dressing room, which was like our chorus room. I had like slippers and tea. Like I was on Broadway, y'all. Like it was so embarrassing.
1: so So
2: when I was a junior in high school I played do- uh, Dolly Levi and Hello yeah, Dolly, of course. But up the octave because I'm a soprano. Oh so Patrice God. Menzel had played Hello, Do- he played Dolly Levi. So literally, it was like I'm gonna raise the roof, I'm gonna carry on, up high like that before the parade passes by. Ridiculous.
0: I mean, it's um, a funny story, you guys, but Laura Benanti just sang right in front of my face. Like, <laughs> <I could
2: die. laughs> and also, like the fact that I could sing like that when I was 16, I, yeah, I think right. probably was. Interesting and impressive. I think my talent was just like, what are you? (laughs) Um, And I was so serious. Like, I would go to the football players and, like, beg them to be in the musical. So, all of a sudden, it was, like, 25 wrestlers and football players and, like, all these boys in, like, a musical. (laughs) Because I'm making them be. Um, I took it very seriously. Like, we painted our sets. We, like, did our costumes. It was crazy. We didn't have, like, sound equipment. We didn't have, like, microphones. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. It was our horrible band, (laughs) where every video is me giving them just, like, horrible side-eye of, like, are you effing kidding me. Let's move this along. Everything was felt like a like a dirge. It was like somebody died. It was so horrible. Anyway, so paper mill Playhouse came and saw that performance and we're and I guess we're like, someone has to save this girl. Like from this farm town. Um so I won their I actually tied for their very first Paper Mill Playhouse Rising Star wars yes. Part of that at the time was they would put you in a show.
0: At so, paper mill, yeah. Oh my god!
2: So I did a play. I was like, "Well, oh, what's this? I don't get to sing. <laughs> Boring." Um, but I, it was Jane Eyre. Annie Hathaway was my understudy,
1: and Anne, Hath- the
2: Hath- movie star. Are you kidding? No, me? she was 15 years old already on the Atkins diet. <laughs> Not even joking. I mean, I was too. And I get
0: it. I was there too.
2: She was the most like talk about a person with like dreams and goals and ambition. She wow. is the most ambitious person I've ever met. Are in you best friends? Life. No. Okay. I mean, I admire her. I think yeah. she's amazing. And I think she's a lovely person. Like, the uh, times I've seen her, she's always been very nice to me. But we're not, like, friends. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, at that point when someone's, like, 14 and, like, 17 is a yeah. big deal then.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and now she's a movie. And then movie star not movie star is also a big deal. Right. Um, <laughs> so there's that. But so she was my understudy. So I did that. and then, um, And then I did Man of La Mancha there. I played I don't even remember the name mm. of the character, like the daughter. Oh. No, no, I wish. That was Judy McLean, who is so amazing. Who's she? Who's Judy McLean? Yeah, oh my god, who is that? Oh my god, you look her up. You okay, would love okay. her so much. And I she sort of was the first person that I was like, I wanna Act like you, like I want to be like you. She wow. she is in Mamma Mia. Did Mamma Mia close?
0: Uh, okay, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. but she's in that right now. She has worked at Paper Mill a lot. She's just like an unbelievable artist and human, and so cool. And yeah. she was so nice to everybody. She knew the crew's names. Like she was a like, good knew everybody in the ensemble. She never acted like a diva. And I was like, that is how I want to be. Oh, I. Love and now that. some people will say to me, um, "You remind me of, of Judy McLean." I'm like, yes. Are you serious? Did it? Yeah, um, she's awesome. So this is such a long-winded story. I'm no, so sorry. No, God, but, oh, why do why do I keep talk talking? Okay, no, great. please,
0: we'll be, let's, we have the room until like two days from now. So okay, great, like, great, great. Yeah, great. yeah we're
2: here, and we have snacks, we so have we're going to be fine. You can't eat any of that. I but. can't. But listen, what else is now? I'm an actress. Exactly. Um, I just live on air. Smile. Um, and, <laughs> and my own voice, <laughs> <laughs> the, the fumes from my own stories. <laughs> Um, so, long story, very long at this point. I love it. Um, they recommend, Paper Mill Playhouse recommended that I audition for Liesel in The Sound of Music Mm -hmm. that was happening on Broadway, the 1997 revival that Jay Bender was casting and Susan Schulman Mm -hmm. was directing. And, um, they are, and Rebecca Luker was starring him. So I auditioned for Liesel, and I've always, I came out of the womb like a 45-year-old gay man. (laughs) Like, I was like, hello, on my due date. Couldn't miss an opening. Up the octave. Yeah, totally, Exactly. (laughs) Um, But I always looked older um, and just seemed very mature. At 17, I definitely looked like 25 at least. I feel like I look younger now than I did now. Oh My
0: God, you're so beautiful. But my
2: mom actually sent me a text message the other day with my first headshot where I was 17 years old. And she was like, remember when you looked 10 years older than you are now? (laughs) But also like a 40s movie star? I was so serious. It was like... You can see my face right now, audience. Oh yeah,
0: that's right. Oh, uh, you
2: can't. Sorry, um, but it's very, very serious. So I auditioned for Liesel, and they're like, uh, "No, you are too old." Um, would you like to read for Maria? And I was like, "What, Maria? Like the main girl?" But they girl? sprung that on you. Completely sprung it on me. Seventh audition. Seventh audition. Yeah. yeah, I'd gone in a bunch of times for the audience. Everybody else
0: had been told that they were going to read from Maria, yes. but you didn't know.
2: No, I had no idea. I had no idea at all. And, well, actually, the first time I ever auditioned, I went in, and I sang, and I sang One More Kiss, not from Greece, but Stephen Sondheim's One More Kiss. Before oh, yes. Um, and I did that, ah, you know, like 17 years old. And um, they were like, uh, do you have a, a, a newer resume? This is all high school credits. And I was like, I'm in high school. <laughs> And they were like, can you give us a moment? <laughs> and I left, and I came back, and, and they they were very nice to me. And then they asked me to come back for the ensemble over and over again, and my mom and dad and I decided, or my mom and my stepdad and I decided, if I got in the ensemble, I would keep going to NYU, where I had a scholarship. Yes. I had not moved, I had not gone yet, but I would go to NYU, and then that would be that.
0: So um, you would turn down. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But they were like, let's keep, let's see how, like, far you can get doing this and like also it's really good practice auditioning is terrifying yeah um and so the seventh audition they asked me to read for maria and then they cast me as the understudy like
0: did that happen on the spot am i understanding that story correctly
2: i can't i honestly can't remember i no. i think that they told me the next day okay because i remember then talking to the dean of nyu and being like what should i do Oh my because God. if it was ensemble, not to take anything away from ensemble, but I was going to just stay in college.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because um, you were two weeks into college. Yeah, it wasn't like you'd been there for a year. Like you, would yeah, have just, I've got just
2: there. gotten. I'd not gone to one single class. I'd only just like learned to smoke a joint. Right. Like that was what I
0: would learned. <laughs> um, it's NYU guys. Come yeah, on. so it's in the village. Yeah,
2: exactly. Um, I'm kidding. Actually. I Actually, didn't. I, I had not. Smoked, I didn't smoke pot. Um I'm trying to make myself sound cooler than oh, I really right. am. Oh, but so, yes, and then the demon's like, why don't you go do that? And if you like it, then you just saved your parents a lot of money. Right. And if you don't like it, come back for, a, for something else, which made a lot of sense to me. Um, and so then I, I was the answer. Something else like, is
0: it not acting? Yeah. Oh.
2: Yeah. He's like, if you don't like it, you might do this job and be like, this is horrible. And then that's I might true. want to come back for like women's studies or <laughs> something.
0: Like history, actually, of the Birkenstock. Side note, I always wish I had done that. Yeah. Women's studies is like my dream. Me I, too. If I ever go back to school, that's what it's for. Mine too.
2: Yeah. Oh my gosh, we we're the same. Are best
0: friends. We're in the same <laughs> Oh
2: my goodness. Um, so then I ended up understanding Rebecca. She went on vacation for two weeks. Yes. I went on. My parents came to every, and my sister came to every single show.
0: Every, the matinees? Yeah. Wow. They
2: came to every single show. They were like still paying off their credit card bills. <laughs> for real. They didn't pay. I was like, really guys, they didn't pay? No. There's three of them and my sister's eleven. Yeah. Um, she can sit <laughs> on a lap. lap.
1: Totally.
2: Uh and then yeah, and then Rebecca left and then they had me take over. I had to audition for Richard Chamberlain, who ended up being the uh the captain. Yeah. And I like was in rehearsal for something at oh, excuse it's me. Great. <laughs> Um, I was in rehearsal for some reading, and I was late, and I was, and I came in soaking wet. I had gotten caught in the rain, and I was just, like, dripping, and I walked in, and Richard Chamberlain was like, well, yeah, there she is.
1: Wow. Like,
0: there's Maria. I
2: was like, I'm so sorry.
0: I mean, did you enjoy the experience of understudying before you got to go? Like, did, I read somewhere that you were talking about how, like, I didn't get the college experience, but I learned everything I could, like, work, understudying Rebecca before I took over.
2: Absolutely. Well, she is another wonderful example of... A human woman. You know, like, she's an incredible artist. Her work ethic is insane. She treated everyone equally. There was no sense of, like, I am the star and you are in the ensemble. She would come up to our, like, 10th floor, long railroad, like, nun um, dressing room and hang out with us and talk to us. Wow. You know, I I just feel like she's just a really good person.
0: You know, I was trying to, like, figure out the best way to formulate this question. Yeah when you go from being the understudy and in the ensemble uh-huh. to taking over the role full time you're now ca- how how does the dynamic of you as a member of this company mm-hmm. change how did, what, did, what did what did you do different like how did that work i was
2: so young and those women who were in the ensemble were my rocks and my family so i think they were so happy for me most of them yeah yeah were so happy for me that they like became my they were like my mothers you Mm. know they were my family so like I would still go hang out with them in between and like eat yeah you know (laughs) when I wasn't napping you know um they would come and hang out with me and like when I went on for those two weeks they they took photos from backstage and they made me a scrapbook afterwards Uh. of like me I mean they were just so they were so good to me um, and they could have been so annoyed. Mm-hmm. I was so excited to be there, and this was like everybody's ninetieth Broadway show, and they had to, you know, <laughs> climb twelve hundred flights of stairs. They could have been like, "Shut up!" Yeah. And they were, they were so good to me.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. So the the next show that you went into after that was Swing. Mm-hmm. Now Swing, I didn't get to see Swing. I love the music. I've listened, like I have the album. I've listened to. It's really I love good. it. Yeah. I, I was reading this really interesting thing you were talking about, how like you really like book musicals, you really yeah. like the acting part I of do. musical theater, and there's no there's no um, there's no scenes mm-hmm. or there's no like book to swing. Swing yeah. is like a celebration of like swing music, it's mm-hmm. all through music and so dance. You. yeah. But you also got a Tony nomination for it. That was weird. Well, I'm so interested about yeah. how you were able to find the. I, I was saying to Mike, I was like, how did you act your way to a Tony nomination with through song?
2: I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I I mean, this is actually kind of a funny story. So the day that the Tony nomination came out I was sleeping and I get a really early phone call from my mom and she was like sweetheart you've been nominated for a Tony Award and I was like no mom no that (laughs) that can't be true I was definitely not the show was nominated and she was like oh my gosh I'm so sorry 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 go back to sleep sweetie I go back to sleep 10 minutes later she was like no Laura no you were you and I was like mom no I wasn't I'm sleeping and I hang up on her she calls back and she was like, I need you to believe this, that this is true. And then I started getting, this is like landline days. Right. Oh my you know? God. So I kept getting all these other calls and I, what, I don't know how it was. I wasn't nominated for anything else. Wow. Um, I don't know. I mean, there, I had this one great number, cry yeah. me a river. Yes. I had, you know, um, Jerry Zachs was really smart. After we opened, he put in another number for me he put in a song called Skylark that's not on the album i was
0: going to say okay
2: for me and it was the way he staged it gave my gave me some sort of like character arc like initially i had just been sort of this like he really helped me craft it. Like I came out in the beginning and I was this like uptight square who didn't know how to cl- how to snap on the two and the four. And Hampton Calloway wrote this awesome yes. number that proceeded going in to hit me with a hot note where I got to like dance and be funny and have you know amazing costume that like that changed you know when I like it, it was great. Um, and then Jerry added Skylark to give I think some heart to what I was doing. And then Crimea River was so funny and so interesting and innovative..
1: Oh, you say you're sorry.
2: I still, to this day, I'm like, are you guys sure about that? <laughs> also, my favorite thing is when they... So we performed on the Tonys, and then right after we performed was our category. So I was in a three-piece men's tuxedo. Oh, and when you see it, I'm so embarrassed I can't even look at the camera. Like, they're like, and Laura... And, of course, pronounce my last name. Laura Bonanti for Swing. And I'm like... <laughs> Not, won't even look up at the camera. And then Ann Hampton, they're like, Ann Hampton Calloway, and she's like waving so much, and you see my little face just like giving her so much side eye, like, keep it together.
0: Be cool, we we shouldn't be
2: here. We know that.
0: Who won that year?
2: Karen Ziemba. Ah, what was she? For Contact.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, how is it to be nominated for your first Tony? I mean,
2: I think I think if I felt like I'd really deserved it, I yeah. would have felt more excited. But I felt slightly embarrassed.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> I
2: felt like I remember thinking Amy, you know, Amy Spanger had been nominated for for Drama Desk, and I just assumed she was going to win that year. Yeah. And then she wasn't nominated for a Tony, and I was, and I remember thinking... Like, what was she doing that year? What is that about? Um, Kiss Me Kate. Oh, right. God, yeah. I
0: love Amy Spanger. I
2: know. She's very, very talented, and yeah. I remember thinking, like, what?
0: That's so I don't funny. I get it. Yeah. I mean, look,
2: I'll take it. Yeah,
0: of course.
1: But also,
2: I think I felt a little bit like, I know... I know what I can do, and I'm not doing a fraction of that yes. in this. But, you know, I also feel like... All those award shows are political, and I do think I sort of came on the scene and people were like, who is that kid playing a grown woman? So in my mind, that was a nomination for The Sound of Music. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You
0: know? I love that. Um, okay, and then, hang on a second, right, and then the next thing, it's, I, when I say the next thing, I know you've done a gajillion things in between, but just like the, the things we sort of hand yeah. to talk about, yes, of course. was Into the Woods, yes, in 2002, and I yes. know that that, I know that I, you've said that it was like really creatively satisfying, Ugh, but it was yeah. also like a difficult time for you. Yeah,
2: well it was fraught, because I broke my neck.
0: right. <laughs> That is so crazy. I want to first talk about, you were cast by James Lapine. Yes. And you got to be directed by James Lapine. Yes. How, how like badly did you want that role?
2: Very badly. Um, and I only had two auditions. I came oh. in, I auditioned one time um, for... The cat, you know, casting, and then they brought me back in for James and Steven Sondheim.
1: Oh my! Who God. I
2: had been obsessed with my whole life. My the first song I ever learned was "I Remember Sky" on the piano. Like I was obsessed with them. I could sing the whole entire score of *Follies* by the what? time I was eleven. Wow! Yeah. So uh, for for me, to walk in at twenty one to audition for him. I, I don't know if I could do that now. I, I There's something about being young yeah. where you're like, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm good at this. You know, where I was just like brave. Um, was that
0: the first time you met him?
2: Yeah.
0: Did you get to talk to him that day?
2: No. Wow. No, but he, well, I, so I did this, I sang on the steps of the palace. He laughed a couple times, which I registered as like an out-of-body experience. And then I just remember thinking to myself, like, just keep singing. You think, what do you want? You think, make a decision. Why not stay and be caught? You think, well, it's a thought. What would be his response? But then what if he knew who you were when you know that you're not what he thinks that he wants? And then what if you are what a prince would envision? Although how can you know who you are till you and know And then James want? had me do, so do a couple of the scenes, and then he asked me to play one of the scenes drunk. More to sort of see, I think, if I could take direction. And it was so funny that we ended up actually using it in the show.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, right, because it was like you're coming from the ball. Yeah, oh, she right. was, like,
2: pretty hammered. So um, She's a drinker.
0: Yeah. I always love that about her. Listen,
2: I'm me too. <laughs> um, so, and I remember Stephen sometimes saying to me, like, afterwards, being like, that was amazing, or whatever he said. And he, thank you so much. And I was like, thank you so much. And then I left, and then they told me. Like, that day, I think.
0: And then they, they cast you, like, way before they cast everybody else, yes. right? And then you just kind of had this in, like, your back pocket that you knew yeah. you were going to be doing this. Yeah, and
2: I, I then I was in Williamstown. I did um, a Winter's Tale with what? Kate Burton. I played her daughter in Winter's Tale. And they dyed my hair red. I looked like Ronald McDonald. It was horrible.
0: Was that directed by Darko Tresniak? Yes, it was. He's such a good director. He's amazing.
2: He's incredible. Yeah. He directed um,
0: uh, Gentleman's Guide on Broadway. That was his, like, yes. Broadway debut.
2: And, you know, it's funny because, you know, I really was wanting to be taken seriously as an actor. Um, and the fact that he took a chance on me for Shakespeare, even though I had never done Shakespeare in my life, I had never done a straight play professionally. I'd only done a lot. Well, that's not true. Paper Mill Playhouse. But like, you know, the fact that he was like, yeah, you, I'm not, I'm not saying because you're a musical theater actor that you're not a good actor. You gave the best audition. So I'm hiring you. Wow. That was so nice. Um, and then I got to do Into the Woods, which was such a great experience. It was wonderful at the Amundsen and, um, and yeah, and then I broke my neck
0: I, I'm confused a little about the timeline. Okay. So you you get cast in the show, you do the yeah. show, you get nominated for a Tony,
2: uh huh,
0: and then and then did everything happen after that? Well,
2: mm, no. So I mean, kind of. So I had done we had done it at the Amundsen, and I was like, this fall doesn't feel great. Oh. Um But I think but I think I can keep doing it. And then we came back to New York. We had like a little bit of a break. And then we came back to New York. Um, And then I, like, hurt my wrist doing it. And then I, like, hurt my neck doing it. And then, what? And so I was, like, constantly in pain and getting injured. And then, I'm trying to remember. No, then it was after the Tonys. It was
0: after the Tonys. Yeah,
2: but I really, like, I was always hurting. So I'm pretty sure that I had, like, herniated discs in my neck before the actual, like, I was just gradually weakening, where I was, like, hurting my wrist, hurting my knee, hurting my... You Can know? I
0: ask you? Yeah. Because so many people who listen to this podcast are young kids. Yeah. All of them are obsessed with you.
1: That's nice. Are
0: you allowed to say like this doesn't feel right? I need this to be staged differently. You are always allowed
2: to say that, and that's what I didn't realize. And what I actually say to people is that people pleasing broke my neck. Yeah. Now I would be like, hell no. Uh huh. Uh uh. Let's figure something else out. Then I was twenty one. And I wanted people to like me. And I wanted people to think I was professional and strong and could handle anything. And I should have said more than one time. I should have said, and it's sad that I had to say it more than one time. Yeah. But I should have said more than one time, I cannot do this. This is too hard. Because I do believe after the first time I said that and they were like, you're fine. I think if I had said it again, they would have been like, okay.
0: But so I did say it. And I they, did say okay. it. Okay. Yeah. And then, um, I, and I want to like tread really lightly here because yeah. I'm not... Trying to start yeah, a new drama, got but it. like they, when you had to start missing shows, yeah. they asked you not to talk about the fact that you were injured.
2: Yeah, um, that was a tricky thing. I mean, the post I guess contacted the producers and said, "What's going on with Lara Because at that point, I was gone from the show. We knew I wasn't coming back. So you
0: were you were leaving?
2: Yeah, okay. because the doctor was like, "No, absolutely not. Yeah. You're going to be paralyzed." Right. Um, and their response was, "We think Lara Bidinche is very talented, but we wish she would show up for work."
0: That's what the producer said?
2: Yeah. That was shitty. Oh, my God. Um, So, and listen, you know, everybody has their side of the street. I I don't ever want to seem like I think that I am a perfect person. I'm not. I was 21. You know, I was not always exhibiting the best behavior. I was, like, in a fight with my best friend who was in the show who's like, this amazing person. And I was, like... You know, in my recreational time, not taking the care of myself that I should. I was like, "Let me have five hundred boyfriends and drink seven thousand bottles of wine and smoke cigarettes. Like yeah. I was not taking care of myself, and that is my side of the street. I wasn't prioritizing my Broadway show in the way that I should have been in the way that I had been my whole life. so like that's on me. I should have been taking better care of myself, yeah, and I wonder, I bet if I had been taking better care of myself, I do think eventually I would have been injured because that fall was too difficult. But it might have happened later or it might not have been as bad. Like, I am culpable for my part in it. Yeah. Um, I also don't think I got, like, the greatest advice from my team.
0: You're, like, doctors. Uh,
2: No, like, my, my... um people who, you know, work, work for,
0: you.
2: for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, of like, let's not talk about this because we don't want people to know that you've been injured because then people might not want to hire oh, you. I see. But then also I think there was the element too of like, is this gonna be a lawsuit? So like we actually can't talk about it. Um and there was no Twitter then.
1: Right. There was
2: no ability to be like I broke my neck, bitches. Right. You know what I mean? It was just like chat rooms, which I would not go on.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, I don't even know if I had a computer then. Like, that is how not tech savvy I was, and I still am. <laughs> um, so it was, it was having to be like statements, and I just wanted it to go away. Mm-hmm. My Uncle Bob, who was my favorite, um, you know, my favorite, but, you know, who was very, very, very close to me, had just died very suddenly. So, like, I broke my neck, <clears throat> my uncle died, and I left the show. And I just receded from my life a little bit because it was the first time that I was like, A, mad at myself because I knew that I wasn't taking care of myself in the way that I should in in order to be cool, in order to like have boys like me, Mm -hmm. you know, and in order to like, I don't know, I just... I wasn't behaving – I was behaving like a 21-year-old girl yeah. who was in college. Yeah. And I wasn't in college. I was on Broadway, and I should have been acting that way and taking care of myself. But then also, I did, for the first time, have the sense of, like, not everybody wants you to succeed.
1: Right.
2: And sometimes people will actually, like, give you that last little push over the edge so that you don't.
0: And you mean sometimes, like, people within your show. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and people within your life. Yeah. And, like – you know, and on all aspects of life. So I had, like, my own little midlife
1: crisis <laughs> at 21 where yeah. I was
2: like, what is – I need to look at some things. Um, and then that led to just some weird life choices where I was like, I'm not doing musicals anymore. Um, but then, you know, then I did nine. Yes. So I went into nine three weeks after my spinal surgery.
0: Can you talk a little bit about how – bad how cl- like you were could have been paralyzed yeah like, it, like and you didn't know that
2: i did not know yeah that. yeah so basically it's it's
0: sorry strange. if you, i don't mean to like no, pur- no,
2: no 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 it's just complicated so i herniated discs um which happens to a lot of people and you can live with herniated discs um and so the first doctor i went to was like you herniated discs just do physical therapy you don't have to do surgery and then i kept trying to go back into the show, and I was just in so much pain. And then finally, I went to a different doctor who was like, absolutely not. Your discs are herniated and have torn through your ligaments. So it's like that Chinese whatever right, it's, yep. it's called. Um, so um, that's not racist. That is just <laughs> a toy. That's a thing. That's just a, a thing. Guys, give Laura Benanti a break Yeah, for so, Yeah, jeez. Come on. Um, so there was no way the discs were ever going to go back in. And what was happening is it was severing at my spinal cord. Um, so I was—I have something in my still to this day called mylopathy, uh-huh. which is a, a loss of dexterity and strength in my arms and hands. So like I'll be walking down the street with groceries, and all of a sudden I'm like, "Oh no!" And my my hands just like open and
0: my—she's <laughs> going down. Yeah,
2: and I just have to stand there, like, "Hey, yep, this is where I want these. <laughs> just put them right there. Don't worry about it. Keep walking. N- nothing to see here." Um, so, so then I went into nine, and yes. I was still hurting so bad. And in rehearsals, and like, and it was such a different vibe. It was just like women, like, we would start every day massaging each other, oh. like in a massage line. And like, Cheetah Rivera being just a goddess, and Mary Stuart Masterson, like, Holding my face in her hands and telling me how amazing I am—it it was pretty remarkable. I wanted remarkable.
0: to ask you about that because y- you you have this like track record of just working amongst these incredible women, women. you know, I've been so blessed. In I was thinking way. about nine and about that particular time in your life when you just needed a little extra, like TLC. Yes, and you said like even Antonio Banderas when you had to leave for a little while, like sent you baskets and baskets yeah. and baskets.
2: So what happened was I I was in so much pain that Mary Stuart Masterson was like. I really think you need to see a different doctor. I don't think y- you're okay. Um, and at that point, I had, like, gained, like, 20 pounds. My face, if you look at pictures of me from that time, I look really different. Like, my face was really swollen. I just didn't look like myself. And, and this was
0: and, after your surgery?
2: No, this is before. Before, okay. So I had, I was still going to that crazy doctor who was like, just do physical therapy. Right. Which I then learned, like, was, could have, Making like, killed worse. me. Well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Um, so I went to a different doctor who was like, you need surgery. This is not getting better. You need surgery. So uh, the day of the press, this is the day before our press day, you know, when all the press comes. Yeah. And whatever. So I go to, um, to Scott, to, um, Todd Ellis, Todd Ellis. No, I'm an asshole. Todd, um, Haynes. Oh, hey. yeah. And, um, I'm thinking of Scott Ellis.
1: Yeah. and, uh,
2: <laughs> and the, our director and, and I'm like, I, I am going to have to leave the show. I have to get surgery. And they were like, okay, how long do you think you'll need to be out? And I was like, I mean, he said like six weeks. And they were like, okay, well, do you think it can be four weeks? And I was like, let me ask him. (laughs) And he was like, yeah, you'll just have to wear your collar off stage. And then when you go on stage, take it off and then put it right back on when you go on stage. And so at 22, I was like, yep, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Excuse me. So two days later, I have my spinal surgery. Um, and you can see in all those press photos, I've been hysterically crying. And, like, my face is so puffy. Oh, God. And so in the, sur- in the hospital after my surgery, I just kept getting baskets from Antonio and Mel- Melanie, when they were married at the time, just being like, get better, get better. Just so many baskets. I'm like, <laughs> I can't. There's no more room for baskets. Um, and then I came back to the show about three weeks later. And that was too soon. I just shouldn't have done it. Uh-huh. But I'm I mean I'm glad that I did because that was one of the most magical experiences of my life and so healing. Yeah. It was like going from a very bad experience to like going to like a spa.
1: Yeah. Um
2: but also Walking on plastic, wet right. chairs oh. in heels, and then getting off stage and putting a collar on—like
0: crazy. And I also heard that your doctor, who had performed your surgery, mm-hmm. who had like literally moved your vocal cords to the side. You guys, these are Laura Benanti's <laughs> vocal cords yeah. that he moved to the side yeah. to do your surgery. Yeah. Came to see you in the show. Yes, he and did. And he said that he was would have been. He didn't. He was glad that he didn't know what you could do because he would have been too nervous to do the surgery.
2: Yeah. He was like, I'm so glad I'd never. I did not hear you sing before I'm this. I'm still. For
1: Something inside me Surrenders And you're the reason Well,
2: the bummer is that surgery didn't take, and I think oh. it's because I went back to work too soon. And oh, wait, you had to get surgery again? Yeah, in 2010. So, you know, it's it, this makes my life sound very like dramatic and horrible, and and I and I guess in in many ways it has been. I just have like always had a good sense of humor about it. I guess, yeah. but um, yeah. So after. After that surgery, I still was hurting for, like, seven years where it was debilitating and horrible. And I, um, I didn't know that it hadn't taken. I just assumed this was what my life was going to be until it got so bad and gypsy that I was like, I can't live like this. And I went to a different doctor.
1: Oh, my God. Um,
2: Dr. Kamisa at Hospital for Special Surgery. And he's like, bring me all of your post-surgical um, MRIs and x-rays. And I brought them. And he was like... Uh, you're not fused. You're not better. You're worse. Post-surgery, you're worse. And I was like, oh, that explains why I've been, like, hurting so bad. Yeah. And um, and then I started crying, and, and he was like, so, he was like, listen to me. You are not a weak person. Because I kept saying, like, I just feel like, what is wrong with me? Like, why am I so fragile? And he was like, you are so strong. The fact that you have been able to live for seven years with essentially a fractured spine means you're and and do all these amazing things and like have a Tony Ward like right. you are so strong stop thinking like that so he then did a surgery where he went through the back because he was like, I'm not fucking with that. Because he had heard you saying and he knew Yeah, better. he was like, I'm not, no thank
0: you. <laughs> yeah.
2: um, but he said, it's like, this is going to be a much harder recovery. So it was about five months of a recovery. Because what ends up happening is they cut all of your muscles. I have a huge scar on the back of my neck, I'll show you. Oh my God. Um, but all of these, like your traps, they, it just goes like, boop, like a rubber band. Um...
0: This was after Gypsy. This
2: was after Gypsy. This was after... This was right after the vibrator play.
0: Oh, my God.
2: Um, So I had to move home to New Jersey where they got me a hospital bed. (laughs) Um, And my mom would have to give me a bath. And every time she gave me a bath, she'd be like, oh, you look a little different than last time I gave you a bath.
1: I'm like, oh,
0: all right, Linda, we get it. Um, Linda, come on. Yeah, not like, not today. It's Tuesday, yeah.
2: Linda. We're not doing this now. <laughs> um, so, And then they would walk me. My mom would be like, someone's got to walk, Laura. And I would have my hard collar. They would walk me around my old high school track, like, really slowly because you have to move, like, four or five times a day. It was horrible. And then, I, and then after I healed, I did Women on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown.
0: Which my head almost just blew off my shoulders cuz it's my favorite maybe musical of all time. I love um, it. Can we talk about Gypsy first? Yes, let's oh talk my about God. it. Okay, so I heard that you auditioned for Gypsy. I did. Okay, tell me everything.
2: So, they were like they want to see you for Gypsy and I in my arrogance was like they can see me when I'm playing the role and they offer it to me. <laughs>
0: Because I'm not auditioning for Encores. That's how you talk to Arthur Lawrence. That's just how you have you to talk suck. to him. You can <laughs> suck it.
2: Like, I'm not auditioning. Because at that point, it was Encores.
1: Right.
2: Which I'd already done. done a million times. Yeah. And I was like, no. Um, and actually, my agent at the time, Gary Gersh, um, I will always remember this and be so grateful to him. He was like, I will come to your home, and I will drag you by your hair, and you will audition for this. Because this is going to change your life. And I was like, okay. And if he hadn't
0: said that, would you have not?
2: Absolutely. I would not wow. have auditioned. That's, that's where my mind was at. Like, oof, so gross and arrogant
1: and horrible. <laughs>
2: um, so I went and I auditioned. And, um, like, the gypsy stuff, I sort of feel like I, I nailed and, like, had that down. And then I was just really trying to play young to, to be Louise. And Arthur was like, don't worry about being young. And it was Little Lamb he had me audition with. Right. And he was like, don't worry about being young. Just tap into the saddest day of your life. And I was like, got it. <laughs> um, and just do that. And, and just, like, be in your body. And I did it, and it was, like, probably the best I've ever, ever did that song. And he was like, yeah, that. And then as I was leaving, I heard him say, When she's not worried about being young and then they shut the door. Huh? I was like, What? When she's not worried about being young, what? <laughs> and then they, they cast me. Um, and then the first like two weeks of rehearsal, I hated Arthur. He was so mean to me.
0: We've had Tony Yasbeck yes on the show, we had Alison oh, Fraser on the show. Man. Like they yeah. Yeah. He was
2: so awful, and I quit. I was like, I quit. You did? Yeah, I was like, I don't need this crap. You can't. After, after Into the Woods, I was like, guess what? I don't need is people making me feel bad. Yeah, like totally. That's I don't need that. In you my still life. don't need that. No, no, anybody got time
0: for <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, exactly.
2: Um, so, and then he called me, and he was like, I just talked to Patty, and I realized that I don't need to break you down. I need to build you up. I just assumed that you were going to be the type of person that needed like to be taken down a notch. And I was like, I don't. I'm already down. Yeah. Like, I am not a person with – I have self-confidence about certain things, but I'm not the person who wakes up every morning and is like, I'm the shit. I'm yeah. amazing. You know, I wake up and I'm like, today's the day everyone's going to figure out that <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Um, so then from that day on, it was like
1: – it,
2: it was amazing. And he really changed my acting. He really helped me to realize I don't actually have to do as much. I just need to be. I just need to be in my body and have a very specific connection to what I'm saying.
0: You said something really interesting about, um, he wouldn't, like, Arthur, his directing style is that he won't let actors rely on their bag of tricks? Absolutely. How was that to work with? Now, you're Laura Bonanza. You're an amazing actor. It's not tricks yeah. or smoke and mirrors, but...
2: But the, I had some tricks. Uh-huh. I had some, like, comedic tricks. Uh-huh. You know, I had, like, some wide-eyed girl, like... But with a wink trick, you know, everything, I feel like one of the reasons why people enjoyed me being an ingenue is I secretly was like, we all know I'm not really an ingenue. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) I'm commenting on this. He wouldn't (laughs) let me comment on anything.
0: That is so interesting. That is a very specific thing to realize you're not allowed to do anymore.
2: Yeah. He was like, he would say to me, stop making faces. And I was like, you're right. I was like pulling faces. And so then I literally just practiced just listening with a completely neutral face. And it completely changed everything because it just became about listening. I was like, oh, right, you just listen to the other person
1: and then react (laughs) like
2: a real human? Got it. Um, But that's something that I still have to remind myself. Mm -hmm. You know, it's easy for me to rely on, like... I don't know, like being funny or being quirky or like making a silly face. Yeah. Um, it's harder to just listen to somebody and be a person.
0: How was it when you met Patty LePone for the first time?
2: I was very nervous. Yeah. I was super 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 nervous and So at Encores, I wanted her to like me so much. And, like, three or four days into rehearsal, she was like, let's go get a drink after the show. I was like, "Mm mm-hmm. And I was not eating at this point because I knew I was going to have to take my clothes off. Um, So we go out across the street to have a drink. And she's like, I'll have two double vodkas and soda. And I was like, me too. And then, like, halfway through my double vodka, I was like, can we have a basket of bread? (laughs) I ate an entire basket of bread and I don't remember how I got home.
0: Really? Mm -hmm. What did you guys talk about?
2: I don't remember. Oh my God. That's how drunk I got. Did you have fun? Yes. I remember having so much fun. But then the next thing I remember is my ex-husband, um, opening the door to the shower where I was laying in all my clothes and (laughs) shoes and he said, what happened to you? And I looked up and I said, "Patty (laughs) Lapone. Yeah, and the next day I came in and I was like, hey everybody, and she was like, hey doll, like not hungover at all, I was hungover for like five days, just she sick.
0: bleeds vodka, I she love her amazing. so much, yeah. she is
2: the greatest, hardest working, like most wonderful, loving professional, I love that woman so much I would jump in front of a moving train for her and I know she would do the same for me yeah. it's funny because I know sometimes I'm you just know, imagining
0: the situation in which that would be necessary
2: I'd do it <laughs> listen I, would ab- I don't care what the situation is. I would absolutely it's do like it. like New Jersey
0: Transit. Exactly.
2: Sorry, I just threw that somewhere. Take that. Take um,
1: Remove
2: this. Yes. <laughs> I don't need this anymore. I just threw my bottle cap on the ground, for those of you who don't know what's happening. Um, but, you know, it pisses me off sometimes when people, like, call her a diva or say, mm-hmm. she's, like, she has bad behavior. I, you know, I've seen moments where she gets mad about something and she voices it. And guess what? She's never wrong. Yeah. I've never one time been like, I disagree with you on that, Patty Lapone. She is a Sicilian woman. Like, that's how it's going to come out. It's not going to come out like me. He was like, hi, um, excuse me, do you mind if maybe you don't do that again? If you want to, you can still do it, but it hurts my feelings. Okay, thanks. Like, she's like, don't fucking do that. And they're like, okay. It's so much more direct. It saves people so much time. And if you are a professional person who handles yourself with dignity, she will love you. Don't show up to work and don't know what you're, and like, be bad at your job.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and so then you're fine. You uh, in 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 terms of being directed by Arthur Lawrence, who you know, like we've talked about him a million times on the show. He's a, the most genius genius of all the geniuses. He's also
2: mean as shit. Yeah, I mean he was really mean.
0: Right. So I, I I I heard you talking about how she had this great like one of the things oh, you learned from her. Yes.
2: She completely disarmed him. Yeah. He would be like, she would do something amazing, and he'd be like, no. He would like yell at her, and she'd be like, okay, all right. Well, what are you thinking? And he would tell her, and she'd be like, great, okay, great. And so finally he sort of learned, like, oh, I don't have to break her down either. I don't have to scream at her. She had, she, her constitution is made of iron. So she was able to be yelled at and go like, okay, what do you need? She had enough confidence in herself. I didn't have that. Um, But, yeah, she would just completely disarm him and make it as collaborative as, as possible. She showed him every day, like, we are doing this together. You don't have to do this at me.
0: Yes. You
2: know, we're doing it together. Yeah. Oh, it was brilliant. Up there. You know what adidiest means? An
1: adidiest is one who
0: We will be back in 2 weeks with part 2 of our interview with Laura Benanti. I know I can hardly believe it myself. Theater People is produced by Mike Jensen and me, Patrick Hines. I edited this episode. Special thanks, as always, to Brad Greenbein, Steve Tipton, our webmaster Keith Rainwater, Ellen Marsh, and the staff at Oswald's. Theatre People is listener-funded. That is thanks in part to Becca Dolan-Oves, Fuck Yeah Great Plays, yes, you can swear on this podcast, Laura, Alex Howell, Jackson Klein, Jill Chenevert, Linda Kucinich, and Lisa Schmidt. Tell your friends about us. Let's get the theatre community talking.
1: Oh,